Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Scanline Tabletop. This is our campaign of Blades in the Dark, titled The Ghosts of Parliament. I am Six Detmar, your game manager. I'm Jennifer Uncle. I play the role of Scully Booker. And I'm Kyrie Page, and I play Meyer Scora. Well, you two, uh, it's been a little bit since we recorded. We decided to take a little time off with, uh, with everything that was happening. Um, but we're back. Uh, you just finished up your last job, uh, dealing with a vampire and all that. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's downtime time. It's time for downtime to time to down to time. Exactly. It's never been a better time to have downtime. I've got a new way to time downtime. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in our, our fancy new, um character sheets you should see that you can click um on your character sheet it's on the, there's a part where it says character mode and if you click that it should switch you over to crew mode this is your whole situation here um let's see let me clear this so uh you completed your your job you already had one coin which i will note here um and from completing this job, you gained a further four coins. So you are up to five coin. Nice. You also gained some reputation with the Lamp Blacks. And let's see, as far as heat... um, Honestly, it's a zero heat job. You didn't really... You, you you had a little bit of a kerfuffle with the law, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad to be honest, and it wasn't enough that they're going to bother tracking you down. Yep. So, overall, job well done, except for the fact that you're beat to hell. But you know. Yeah, we're kind of not in great shape physically. Yeah, we're we've been roughed up. Uh so next we get to roll entanglemento. Uh, so who wants to roll for me? Uh, Jen, do you want to roll some dice? Sure, I'll roll some dice. Okay, so you are a heat level one, so you're going to be rolling 1d6. Here you go. Okay. Four. Four. Rivals are unquiet dead. Let's see here. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, actually, I'm going to roll this into what I had planned. Um, so we can just move on to uh, downtime actions for the moment. Okay. Uh, so you you know you get two downtime actions. We can look at your possibilities here. Um, you can you can purchase more with uh, with coin if you like. Uh, acquire asset, long-term project, recover, reduce heat, train, indulge vice. Um, I think, Scully, you basically have no choice but to indulge vice. Yeah, but I also need to take uh, care of that broken arm. Yeah, it's it's it seems like another time where uh, Scully maybe won't be making a lot of long-term project on her life. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I guess I might as well just start with the stress here. Okay. Well, then you can uh, go ahead to roll to indulge vice. Go ahead and click the indulge vice button. 
I got a three. Okay. Takes three off. You are down to six stress. Oh, boy. Okay. How, how does how does Scully blow off some steam? Um, hmm. Does Duskfold do takeout or delivery? Uh, I mean, sure. For money, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah, I'd say that we maybe... Maybe I just order, like, a bunch of pizzas and, like, offer some to the ghost dog. They're in jars. They're in jars. They can't eat. (laughs) Maybe I taunt them, like, oh, check it out. I'm eating a piece of pizza. You can't because you're in a jar. That seems really mean and out of character with Scully. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) I would... I would basically. I mean, far be it from Sc- me. To- Scully's, Scully's also drinking. It's in there like, look at you, stupid piece of shit. You're in a jar. I, I, I push the jars somewhere so they don't have to watch me eat out of courtesy. I put a little courtesy blanket over them. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, boss. <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, Meyer, what do you want to do with with some of your actions? Um, I would like to see if I can take care of my injuries. Okay. Well, in that case, we're going to be rolling for recover. Um, let's see. Um, you have uh, thanks thanks to Scully, you still have access to your uh your, her friend uh, Sawtooth, who's a physician. Uh huh. Um, so you can go ahead and roll, eh, just 1d6. Six. Okay, you're healed. Fantastic. Nice. Boom. uh, Yeah, feeling, feeling great after all the shattered ribs. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you each have one action left, and then, of course, you do have five coin, and you can buy bonus actions if you need to. Okay. I'd like to try and make progress on healing my arm. All right. Well, same same roll. Okay. 6 Here you go. Three. Three. Okay. Unfortunately, that's not a great roll. Yeah. Uh, so... I think um, yeah I think you just make two ticks of progress on this so I think you go to Sawtooth so I think Meyer goes to Sawtooth and just like you know gets gets bandaged up and it's a situation where it's like okay you get some bandages you pull them tight and it's like the, the, the it's a lot of micro fractures the bones will heal just fine as long as you don't let it move around too much mm-hmm. um, and it's like you know just take it kind of easy and <laughs> it's like okay I won't I won't lift any heavy weights <laughs> Um, and, uh, and that works out fine for you. Uh, Scully, on the other hand, I think, um, it's like, okay, I'll set it in like a sling, uh, with like a little bit of a cast and just don't use it. And Scully uses it because it's Scully. (laughs) Scully's like, you want me to just not use my arm for a couple of weeks? No. Scully specifically gets into an arm wrestling tournament. Well, I mean, if that was the case, then I would do more damage to you. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, do I have permission? I think, think okay, sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask, I was going to ask Kyrie, do I have permission to use one of our coins to try and heal my arm? Yeah, I mean, go for it. Okay. I'll go ahead and roll for that again. Okay. Two. Well, that brings it down to a level one harm. Um, I'm just going to say, like, damaged arm, I guess. Okay. Um, you're still really stressed out. Do we have that many more coins that we can spare for me to indulge vice again, though? <laughs> Just pumping all your money into Scully. <laughs> Invest yeah. in the Scully bank. Yeah. <laughs> Investing in our future. <laughs> uh. um, we can use that coin for other purposes as well. Yeah, that's the thing. As a matter of fact, if you want to invest some coin into uh, your, uh, your, you could get work, work on upgrading your the tier of your faction, which would give you some bonuses. Ooh, okay. That sounds worthwhile. How much is that? Um, to fully upgrade would be four coin, which is exactly how much you have right now. Um, but also you could just like we'll do two now and two later or something if you want. Okay. Um, let's put in two for now to get okay. us halfway there. All right. You have two coin left. Hmm. It's too bad. You, um, your crew type is cult. You're not that hardcore of a cult. Probably when you tear up, you will become more of a cult. Um, one of the cult abilities you could have really used, uh, called Sealed in Blood, each human sacrifice yields minus three stress. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure. for any ritual. Okay, never mind. That's not... Well, I, I probably would have let you if you just... If if you wanted to just be like, I'm going to go out, find someone off the street, and break their head open, <laughs> and say, this one's this one's for you, Satara. <laughs> 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 I'd let you heal some stress, I guess, just because that's fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if either of our characters are the kind of people who do that. <laughs> people change. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as I recall, I still have one more downtime action. You did? Yes, you do. Uh, you I, can't heal someone else's stress, however. That's... I didn't plan on it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... I would like to keep working on a long-term project, specifically okay. the Phantom Detective uh, right. long-term project. Well, go ahead and roll a tune for me. Two d six. You can also just click a tune on the sheet if you want. That is true. I could do that. Change it from risky to controlled. It doesn't matter. This is this is downtime. I got a five. Okay. That's two segments on the clock. That brings you up to four out of six. Um, I think you're making, you're making good progress. Um, it's the, the biggest problem 
is that they're good learners, the two dogs, but they don't have the best memory. So it feels like every time you start, you have to reteach them like some of the last lesson as well. Uh-huh. Um, Cause it just doesn't seem to stick, but there is, you know, they are making progress overall. Every time they do know more, it's just, you know, what percentage of each lesson sticks in their mind, you know? Exactly. It's like, no, oh, it's like dog training. It's like from day to day. Sometimes it, it takes a little while. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. But I do. Um, it's Doug and um, Karos. Karos, that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. How is Karos' attitude towards me? Um, I think Karos is. I think Karos thinks Karos is being really clever. Uh huh. Um, where there there's a degree of like, well, if I if I play nice, I'll get more. Like, and it's not like um, you you don't get the feeling that like Karos is like looking to kill you, but Karos doesn't necessarily have a lot of loyalty. Just thinks that like good behavior is the key to more freedom. Okay. So. And Doug is a is like a constant. Yeah, D- Doug's Doug Doug's just happy whoever whoever he's with. So. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think maybe you do get a little bit of a sense that one of the things that would keep Karos from leaving is, though he would never admit it, he's fond of Doug. Aw. So he would he would he would be loath to just ditch Doug and wander off on his own. Right. Especially since like the two of them formed Bale. Like I imagine mm-hmm. their connection is like a little stronger. Yeah, I I think that we might have to explore what that meant for them, but right now they're, you know, right now they're they're just focused on the here and now. So. Okay. Um and I think uh you yeah. So here's a here's a fun thing. Here's a here's a classic six goof. Uh huh. Do you remember the vampire's name? Because I do not. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I can't say I remember that. I haven't listened to the episode. <laughs> Should we take a quick break and figure that out then? You could be like, so your old name now that you're here doesn't matter. Here's your new name. I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna uh hey listen folks, I forgot the name of the vampire. <laughs> I'll look it up after this. We'll work it out. But anyway, the vampire <laughs> uh sends you a message. Um it's been a few weeks, right? That's how downtime works. Uh-huh. Um and so uh presumably has had time to get set up in uh in White Church and or white white crown i get it wrong every time mm. um but um and and you know you haven't really heard anything in fact they're 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 you know as you may recall they were like hey you know put up a put up this special chime if you want to talk to me right right um but they actually send a message to you um which is just like it's just an address well i open up the letter Oh, sorry. No, that's that's what's in the letter. It's yeah. like you open it up, and it's oh. just like it's just a location. Oh, I thought it was like just an address was like on the letter, and it was like, oh, no, okay, no. Well, uh, 
uh, I go and meet up with them. Okay. Uh, do you have any, like... Are, are are there any special things we're doing that I should be I should be mindful of as far as prep or whatever? Um, I'm just going to talk. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say you should both go. Okay. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I thought that I was uh, going with anyway. Okay. Um. So. Uh, the the address is actually um, in uh, in Brightstone. It's not in the uh, White White Crown itself. Um, and Brightstone is a is a fairly wealthy area, but it's not like White Crown. You can you can just walk into Brightstone without like special papers or anything, though you know guards may give you some side eye and stuff, right? Um, and the address is basically to um, I'm going to move your figures if that's okay. Okay. Go for it. Uh, the lady with the sword is supposed to be Scully. The cloak person is supposed to be Meyer. Um, so I think further on the north end of town, sort of the northwest edge of Brightstone, um, there are a series of like, um, like houses for rent, basically. Um, and it would seem that your vampire friend has rented out a house. Um, as you approach the neighborhood, it's very quiet. Um, it's well lit by, by electrical lights because, you know, the, the state of, the state of lighting is always weird in this setting. Right. Um, and it's, it's like the, it's like, you know, ironwork and like good quality timber and marble. There are like some parks. It seems like a very like chill, like rich suburb basically Mm -hmm. is the vibe. Um, and you walk up to this house and it's very, very quiet, right? Um, and I would like some rolls. Who's, who's leading the way? Tell me about how this is going. Uh, I suppose I should be the one leading the way, right? Since I'm the muscle in the group. Oh, well, maybe, maybe you should, since, uh, you're, you, you seem to be the one who answered the invitation. Yeah, I'm the one that kind of has, like an established relationship so far. Um, hmm. I mean, the house is very quiet. I, I imagine I just knock on the door. Um, I think uh, there is no response. I double-check the address. Uh, the addresses around here are a little weird. Um, cause it's just like, like houses are like, there are numbers here and there. Right. But mostly it's the kind of place where like, they, you're not going to have a lot of visitors, you know, if this is where you're supposed to be. Um, and so it's like, this is probably the right place, but that there's, this house isn't numbered. Okay. Um, we could go door to door and knock, or we could just let ourselves in. I mean, what what time of day is this? They could be sleeping. Uh, well, it is a vampire, so what do you know about vampire sleep schedules? 
daytime, they would be asleep, probably. Well, the sun is kind of busted. So, is that still true? Oh, right, yeah. Hmm. Also, uh, interesting note in this setting, because of the way the Void Sea has fucked up water, a lot of running water is actually totally fine for vampires to walk over. Not all of it. There is some water that's been kept purified, and then they have to be careful about that. But, like, right. crossing you know, crossing from White Crown to here is no problem for them at all. Well, what do you think, Meyer? Should we go in? Um... <laughs> You can give me a survey if you want, Meyer. Yeah, let's. I'm going to use my God-given right to look around. Sure. Go ahead and click that that survey button. Uh, risky standard. Survey says five. Okay, that's solid. Um, so let's look at. Uh, so if you scroll down to the bottom of the character sheet, you have your gather information questions. Why don't you give me two of those? Um, what is arcane or weird here? Um, so I think this, uh, district is, uh, mostly off the spirit fast. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually easier to tell because normally your senses be, would be kind of overwhelmed by the spirit fast and everything that comes with it. Um, this this place is not like there are parts of the district where the spirit fast goes. It's not doesn't completely avoid it, but this section you're pretty well clear of it. Um, and so I think there's sort of a um, I would say there's an eerie calm about the place. Um, you can sense like kind of like like whatever like smell or whatever. You can smell that um, either. Uh, your vampire friend is here or was here or something, like recent presence. Um, you'd have to look inside to know which one it was, right? Right. Um, and you can also sense the presence of a, um unusual animal spirit that passed through. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um... How can I reveal where our vampire friend went? Or you have it... to look inside. Just oh. open the door. And okay. You'll find out. You, you, like it's a sort of this sort of like um, this shiver down your spine, right? You're like, I'm going to open the door and I'm going to see something. I will. I will. I will spare the listening audience me making a creaking noise. <laughs> Q Resident Evil door opening animation. Yep. Uh, I opened the door. Uh so it is it is a um a fairly well like um decorated house. It's sort of like there's a little bit of a of a, a like entryway that leads cleanly into the living room, right? Like a straight shot. Um there are two couches and a couple of nice comfy armchairs uh there um is a spot where there should be like a coffee table but the coffee table has clearly been moved um and in its spot on a on a like on a large rug in the middle of the floor is a pile of ropes that are still still tied like they were binding something but whatever they're binding is gone 
and a pile of ash. Um, is there a way you can check the ropes to see whether this was some sort of magical implement? If you would like to do that, that's a roll. Um, I hmm. think, um, I mean, like you're pretty tuned into the supernatural. Um, you know, two things, right? Right. One, the pile of ash is your vampire friend. Uh-huh. And two, um, they, they were like killed, but not like, there are things you can do to prevent a vampire from coming back. And those were not done. If you were to pour some blood over this, he'd get back up. Oh, Okay. Um, I probably be in a bad state, but you know he's not. It's he has not suffered final death. Okay, that's good. Um, I prick my finger and drip some blood uh onto the pile of ash, and the ash sort of like like collapses in on it. Like it looks like like you know when you see like um like ferro fluid. Right, the way it moves, like weird, like spiky ways, collapses in on the drop of blood, and then it pops up into like a little like spiral of like a sort of like a mini swirling like tornado, mm. and it forms into your vampire friend, um, who dusts himself off and coughs, and he says, <clears throat> "I'd say it's good to see you, but uh, I'm afraid we're both in a bad of a bit of a bad position here." Are you saying whoever did this to you is still here? Well, I was kind of dead. I'm not super aware, but I believe the intent was to lure you in, so probably. Hmm. Do you have any idea who did this to you? <sighs> I could describe them. I'm not super familiar. Um, and, uh, the front door creaks open. Curie, cue the, cue the door creaking. Noise. Um, <laughs> and, uh, in walks a, uh, a lady who says, oh, I can spare you that trouble. Um, she's wearing some pretty nice clothes and then followed behind her are, um, are three more people, one of which is Chael. Uh, the the woman up front has like um, she has hair that's cut short in the back uh, sort of a, like a chestnut brown but get, gets long and sort of sweeps over one eye uh, very fancy clothing um, she has a, uh, a pair of spectacles that are tucked into a front pocket she is not wearing them at the moment um, there's a lot of like gilding on her clothing. Um, she's wearing a, a rapier at her side and it looks kind of, it is, it's not that it doesn't seem like a real rapier, right? You're sure it could cut someone, but it is also a little too ornate to be like super practical. Um, and she says, I see you got my invitation. Oh, so it was you who wrote the letter then? Well, I mean, 
I I told our mutual friend here what to write, but you know I can't exactly copy his handwriting. Turns out over hundreds of years, you really get quite away with a quill. Felix Fairbrook, nice to meet you. Hello, Felix. Uh, and you would know that the Fairbrooks are a uh, pretty wealthy old family in this city. Mm -hmm. um, the other three individuals behind them kind of uh, fan out. But I think um, if you want to like look at them, that would be a role because there is a th like the way Felix comports themselves really draws the eye. Like, this is a person who is used to being the center of attention. And even, like, unless you make a conscious effort, it is, is kind of hard to pay attention to anything else. Right. Um, it's not supernatural. It's just they are very used to doing this sort of thing. Um, you did, of course, notice Chael because you know Chael. The other two people you do not know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and Felix... Uh, lifts like a finger like two fingers and like a gesture and one of the figures behind ducks into another room and you hear creaking um and this moment you pay a little more attention to that figure and you notice that this person is very tall like six foot eight um and very built uh wearing a cloak so it's a little hard to see them very well and they walk back from the other room with presumably the coffee table that was moved and they set it down in front of you And Felix says, I love doing business. So, Meyer, Scully. Yes? I feel like we're going to be friends. Well, Scully, we're going to be friends. Meyer, I'm afraid we're going to be a little less of friends. But, you know, you can't please everyone, can you? Hard to make friends in this day and age, huh? Really is. But I find that there are ways. Um, and she reaches behind her and she pulls out a coin and she tosses it onto the table. And then she makes eye contact with Scully and she tosses another coin. And then another coin. She tosses five coin onto the table. Which is a lot of fucking money. What's this about? Now, Scully, I don't know how much you're aware of the degree to which you have upset things in our fair city. You and your demon friend and your demon summoning friend walking around town, prodding into the affairs of the, the rich and powerful. And I know that's what your type do. But I think you know you got in a little too deep, don't you? So you're the one who hired Chael to disrupt the theater show a little while back then? Oh, I'm no, I'm new on this one, sweetie. I much more prefer the direct approach. That five coin right there, it's for you. Kill Meyer, and we can drop all of this. Why would you want to kill Meyer? Like, first of all, based on what you've told me, 
it seems like I'm the problem here. So why Meyer specifically? Do you know why we would be good friends, Scully? You're stupid. I can deal with stupid people. You stumbled into some things. You got yourself in a little bit of a mess, but you can be redirected. You can be worked with. Meyer is the kind of person who wants the trouble. And we just can't have that. Meyer's a bad influence on you, Scully. You know what's a good influence on you? Money. And you think this is a one-time payment. It's not. You take this now. I mean, I have work I need done. The Fairbrook house, the Fairbrook estate, always has need of capable people on the down low. You could do quite well for yourself. You're probably sick of living in the docks, aren't you? I mean, you know, listen, I love the smell of fish as much as the next person, but what about moving? You walk through Brightstone, how would you like a house in Brightstone? Or Charter Hall? No, you're a night market person, aren't you? I can see it now. I think you're misunderstanding two different things about me. One, I'm stubborn. And two, I'm loyal. And I'm not about to pick I'm not about to pick up some blood money just for killing my pal right here. You were right about her, Chael. And she shakes her head slowly. Proud about the wrong things. Let me put this to you a different way, Scully. Your friend is going to be dead within the week. If you stick by her, you will be too. And if you think this is going to go otherwise, I don't know what to tell you except for clearly you're not from around here. What the Fairbrooks want, they get, and this is bigger than even my family. So you can imagine what kind of power is being brought to bear. I was hoping we could take the situation and make something good out of it. I am the sort of person who wants to find opportunity in even the worst situations. But if you just want to be dumped in the void sea, I suppose we can do that. Well... You're certainly welcome to try. Um, Chell has certainly tried before, and we all know how well that turned out. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay. All right. Loyalty. Fine. <sighs> she, and she glances back towards one of the other figures who... Uh, now with her attention off you, you notice there's a, there's a, um, one of the other figures is sort of a, um, a slender, um, person and like a, like a crisp, like button up white shirt and a gray vest and gray pants, um, with a pair of glasses who is looking rather intently at a book. Um, and Felix says, Elias... What do you think? And Elias closes the book and looks up and says, Well, I suppose it's my turn, isn't it?
and with a respectful nod to Felix, steps forward and looks at Meyer. What is it you want here? I'm just a very, very curious person. I can relate with that. I like learning a great, great deal. It has given me a lot of power in my time. It has also caused me a lot of trouble. And frankly, I think that trouble was worth it. So I understand your position. I am curious, however. Let's put this another way. If there is a book from the library that you want, is it worth stealing that book and getting banned from the library or leaving that book alone and reading all the other books that it has to offer? Like I said, my curiosity gets the best of me. That's a real shame. Is there no way we can make something neat come of this? I mean, what are you even curious about? What do you want? So far, you've stolen a book and sort of solved some murders, I guess, and punched a librarian. I mean, I don't know that you're in line for any great discoveries. I don't know. With pressure coming from y'all, it seems like I'm on the verge of something. We haven't gotten where we are by taking unnecessary chances. You're not close. You're just closer than we want you to be. You understand. We've been building this city for a very long time, and that means being very thorough. But I suppose if this is not going to work out, We can leave things to our more practical compatriots. Um, and um, Elias bends down and picks up the money and hands it to Felix. Um, and Felix turns and walks out. And Elias starts to walk out and then um, like stops at the doorway, turns around and makes a gesture. And you feel something ripple off of their fingers as they make that gesture. And, like, you're ready to dodge out of the way. And you're like, wait, that isn't aimed at me. And it's not aimed at Scully. And it hits the vampire. And then the vampire is just gone. Like, final death gun? No. Um, like, 
it is it is a bit hard to let me let me see the description of this here because maybe it'll maybe it'll help me explain. Uh, uh basically, uh, he's been shunted into the ghost field for a moment. But only for a moment. Uh, he'll be back out. Yeah. Okay. But for for a couple of minutes, he's gone. Uh, long enough for the other two, hopeful that Elias assumes to do their work. Uh, Chael pulls out a knife, and then uh, just the the large figure in the cloak just sort of uh, just squares up and then Elias says it really is a shame and then closes the door and leaves well now guess you're looking for a round two eh Chael oh come on sweetie this is like round seven I think it's seven Something like that. I kind of lost count. Yeah, you never were very good at counting. Lady, the spooky girl's yours. And the the tall figure nods. Okay, I guess this is where we declare loan. Uh, sure. Oh, boy. I feel like I assumed normal. Does that seem fair? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, just, you know, I don't think this encounter is going to take a super long time, so you're not going to probably need to be heavy. So, probably. I mean, I guess, you know. And, you know, I never know what's going to happen, but... Yeah. Oh, boy. Um... Am I... Will this cost a flashback to have, um, the ghost dogs with us? Um... I'll let you declare that as your spirit bottles. Okay. Oh. So that's that's one load. I you know just like there are there are combinations I will make for the fact that this was not telegraphed as a mission. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I think I'm wearing armor and carrying a knife with me. Okay, I would hold off declaring the armor until you need it. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't the, have the way you know you don't right, you don't have to declare anything until you're using it. So right. Because I know what I want to do. Do tell. Um, is it possible to summon Bail? Unfortunately, not right now. Okay. Bail is still like on cooldown, as it were. Okay. Can I... Uh, if that changes things, you don't have to declare the bottles, by the way. Um, 
That was one plan. The backup plan is can I send Doug and Karos to the ghost plane to accept to like speed up our vampire friends return? Uh, you can try. It's going to take a pretty good roll because I don't think they know necessarily how to do that. They would have to get lucky. Okay. But if you want to roll uh, risky limited attune. Let's go for it. Okay. Six and a five. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think you... Um, like how how does that how does do you just uncork it and they go or uncork and I say go fetch <laughs> go fetch our friend uh and and off they go and I think uh we get the you know you as as Meyer don't see this because you're kind of you know focused on on what's in front of you but the camera as it were uh sees the two of them like slip into the the uh ghost field and you see that the vampire is just kind of like um at first glance he's just sort of standing there sort of glassy eyed right uh-huh um and then sort of like uh caro's kind of like sniffs and sniffs that there are sort of like there's like chains around his head basically they're sort of like restraining his perception, you know, spiritual chains, as it were. Right. And he starts to sort of, the two of them start to go to town, like trying to bite them off. Um, so, yeah, he will, He it is limited, so he's not here right now, but he will get back faster. Good dogs. All right. Uh, meanwhile, I would like to take my knife and... Uh... Take a swing at Jim. Okay. Uh, let's see where your character... Did I manage to... There two, I'm juggling a lot of character sheets uh, because there are character sheets you can't see. In fact, I'll go ahead and reveal to you Chael Gallagher. Pop. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and uh, roll a risky standard skirmish. Um, yeah, I'll declare a blader. You might want to... Do you want it to be knives? Because you could declare a fine hand weapon if you prefer. It's the same load and it would be more effective. Yeah, I guess fine hand weapon would be better. Yeah, just get you a sword. Yeah. I was just initially thinking knife because of the close quarters inside a house, but sword could, could be fine. It could be a really big knife. <laughs> I mean, what is a sword but uh, an extremely big knife? Um, oh, actually, yeah. Okay, it is It is still a risky standard. I was going to say, wait, I forgot about your effect, but you do have the, the weapon, so that brings it back down. It would have been great probably with the weapon, but it is back down to standard because of your arm. Okay. Oh, three and a four. Okay, that's a partial success with a four. Um, I think, uh, like, tell, like, what's your approach here? Um, I think I unsheath my sword pretty quickly and, um, 
take a pretty big swing at Chael. Okay. Just a, a nice proper wind up and swing, right? Yeah. Um, and I think to your surprise, Chael doesn't dodge. Chael like steps forward into it, as it were. Um, so you don't get as good of a hit because Chael is moving forward inside of your sword. And so you still get a hit on her, and it's going to hurt her. Um, I think you get her in the side. Um, but she moves forward, and she like immediately like plants a foot and kicks off of your chest to get space again. Um, and in that motion, as she's kicking back, she draws two pistols, which is pretty out of character for her. She usually likes knives. Damn, girl, I see you picked up some new tricks. Well, you know, sweetie, I've had a lot of time to think about it, and I kind of just want you dead. The feeling's very much mutual, so let's get this over with. Uh, Meyer, um, the figure sort of moves, and you catch, like, a little bit of, um, I mean, first of all, um... She is, um, the, the, the earlier figure called her Lady. Uh, lady is built like, like, like a volleyball player, right? Like six foot eight and like, not like, like noticeable muscle, but not like bodybuilder, right? Right. Just like decent muscle in every limb, still very, very, um. Lean. Right. Like a, a great combination, I would say a very efficient combination of speed and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell that just by the way the, the, the cloth clings to the body because you can't see the body very much. But you do get a quick glimpse of the face and there is something odd about it, but it's very quick. Um, and you can tell she is just sort of like staring, looking for an opening very patiently um, and balls glove fists and is just looking for the moment to deck you real good. Um, hmm. I am curious about what is up with uh, their face, but I imagine that would just me just staring at staring down would just leave an op- an opportunity to get hurt. I mean, if you yeah, I would say that would be like rolling a study or something, and then you know on a on a less good roll, you know. Yeah. Um. Can I, let's see, thinking about what I can do. Is there a way for me, you said I, I sensed like an animal spirit prior to this, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... One of my skills is Ghost Dog Whisperer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm wondering if I can somehow... This is like a combination of two things. Um, I don't know how we want to roll this, but basically I want to see if I can get that ghost animal to help me in some way. Uh, well, so the way this works, um, part of Ghost Dog Whisperer is uh, if you roll an attune luck roll, you can tell what kind of animal it is. So in this circumstance, and, and the, the thing about luck rolls is there's no downside. They work or they don't. There's uh-huh. no repercussions. So I'm going to say roll attune luck. And I will talk to you based on that roll. Four and a three. Uh, whatever that reading was is from the figure standing in front of you. And so the odds of them responding to your requests are low. I see. Well, it's time to do something that didn't work out last time, but it all it's worth a shot. Um, I'm going to declare ele- an electroplasm file. I'm going to remind you just just for, you know, I can delete this from the podcast if if you've thought about this, but it does feel like you th- you act as though Meyer is incapable of fighting and anyone in this game can fight. All you have to do is take a little stress if you want to. Well, that's what I was thinking about doing was using the vials like as a skirmish, but I would push myself to get a D I D one instead of a minus dice. I see. Let me look at electroplasm vial. Um, Cause I mean, right, right now I've been using it as sort of like a lightning grenade. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like respecting the fiction or not. Um, other than that, um, I could declare a piece of load and try an attack to, like, stall for time. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Electroplasm Vial isn't in my copy of Blades in the Dark under Whisper Items, which I don't understand. That's weird. Um... Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this, I mean, this isn't like an old version or anything. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll just assume it's electrical grenade. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want to roll skirmish, uh, yeah, take, take two stress and then, uh, go for it. 1d6. I'll mark your stress for you. Okay. Risky standard. Or what's the effect here? It's risky limited. Risky limited? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you something. I will make that make sense. But I got a four. Okay. Um, so part of what happens here is you throw it and... Um, it splashes on the figure and to sort of like, like it's like wet lightning mm-hmm. that sort of like splashes out of it. Um, and despite being wet, it still manages to catch this cloak on fire. Um, and the figure doesn't react at all to this. Um, and you quickly figure out why, because as it burns, 
the cloak away, it reveals a, like at a quick glance, you're like, that's a person. But if you're, but you're, it's not a quick glance. You're staring at lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, okay, that skin is rock. That's sandstone. Those eyes are maybe marble. That hair is like basalt. This is like a, a like a rock golem person. Oh. And so as as we've established in a previous episode, the last time you tried to use electroplasm on a golem person, which was, may I note, a way less sophisticated golem person. This is a very fancy one by your by the standards of the ones you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't do very much. I think it does. Um, I think part of part of the limited effect is that lady um, assumes more danger than is there, and takes a moment to brush a lot of it off. Um, and I don't think you're going to take any damage here because of that but i do think uh your next action against lady is going to be desperate okay that's fair i mutter under my breath curses i was like where do they get these stone things (laughs) well last time i was down there they seem to have a whole army of them so great. Yeah, they're a fa- they're a faction of they're a faction of like stone cutters. So <laughs> oh. it's not hard to I mean, you know, they're the they're the foundation. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, but even for them, Lady is special. Cool. Uh Scully. Okay. Uh I think uh Chael is just like you can tell for Chael this is a big moment because Chael very much relishes the the personal touch of knives. And to, to her, there is a degree of like using guns is kind of like compromising on her values in a kind of fucked up way. Um, And so she is sort of hesitating pulling the trigger, not because she's not willing to, but she's like, it's like she's waiting for it to feel right. Mm, okay. What if I take the table that was in front of us, duck down, turn it on its side, and ram her with it? Okay, that's interesting. Um, Sure, go ahead and roll skirmish for that. Um, mm it is direct combat it is but here's what I'm gonna say you can do skirmish for limited effect because of your damaged arm mm-hmm. or you can do wreck for standard effect mm. your call I don't have any points in Wrecked, but... Uh, no, you do not. What do you think, Kyrie? The smart play is to roll as many dice as you can. So it would be a limited effect, but it would also be a decrease 
you would have decreased odds of like you would have increased odds of rolling a six. Okay. But you could also push yourself for two stress. And you know what? I'll I'll sweeten the deal. With wreck, like if you do it with skirmish, the way you're doing it is kind of like flipping the table into her. Mm-hmm. If you do it with wreck, you're sort of kicking it up with your heel and then catching it with your shoulder and slamming into her. And I'll give you a little bit of armor for this hit if against consequences. You'll still like you'll still get hurt, but it would be a level one harm instead of level two because the bullets would go through the table first. Okay. I'll roll wreck then. Okay. Risky standard. Risky limited, right? Risky standard because you're it's the wreck one. Oh yeah. Uh, five and a three, but with zero dice, so I guess it's a three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So you like kick the table up, and I think in that moment you see like for for Chael, it's like, okay. Okay, this feels right now, right? She, like it, it's 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 a lot you've you've known Chael long enough that a lot is communicated in her expression here to you where like if Chael walked up to you and just shot you with a gun on the street she would be unsatisfied with that for months but this moment where where suddenly it's like you like charging her with a table it's like okay now this feels like this feels like a narrative now this feels right um and she fires and um i think you're just going to take level 1 harm winged i think you get like you get clipped in the the shoulder uh of the, of the arm that isn't as isn't you know damaged and um it's sort of like it's in and out um it hurts and it'll it'll be a problem in some circumstances but you're you're okay um and it manages to make you like like stumble, and she manages to sidestep, and the table slams in the wall and splinters. And she's just grinning. Shit. What's Doug and Karos up to? Uh, they're still working on, on freeing the vampire friend. Uh, combat happens really fast is the thing. Uh-huh. You know, it's like D&D, they talk about stuff happening in like several seconds. Uh-huh. Um, so in those terms, it will probably be a number of more, more rounds. Basically, before it was like, there's no way he's going to be out before this fight is over. Now he will probably be out if the fight goes a little long. Okay. Um, and Lady is, like, just sort of, like, moving very carefully. You see that she's doing... Have you seen... I mean, like, you have. You've played fighting games and stuff. You know when they base a character on, like, actual karate and you see them doing, like, the leg-over-leg, like, careful movement? Uh-huh. Uh, she is doing that sort of, like, like almost, like, mathematically cutting off your your escape and just sort of very, very, like, patiently boxing you in. Okay. Let me see what I got available to me. Um. K- 
can I attempt to summon a ghost to, like, go and wrestle control away from Lady? Like, um, the vessel. You, you can you can try that. I'm going to say it's limited effect because of the quality of, of Lady's vessel and also because you're not on the spirit fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can try that if you want. So that would be, remember, you're now in desperate, so it would be desperate limited. Right. Um, it's not not great. I could also attempt to outmaneuver Lady to increase my standing a little bit. Sure. Um, like, this would be reckless, but it, would there be a way for me to, like... Well, you are reckless. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh. Um, would there be a way to... Like, let them take a, take a swing, but I try to dodge it and move out of the way to a better spot. Like, intentionally play it, do be a little bit more on the defensive side, but provoke an attack so that I can swing around it and get around it. Sure. So that would be a desperate standard finesse. Um, and I just want to, like, I'm not saying this to change your role. I just want to contextualize for for you as Meyer. Uh, you have not seen Lady Attack once. So you don't know, like, a- as a person, you don't know what it would look like. And so it may be, that's part of why it will be hard to dodge. Right. Somebody's telling me I should go for it. Okay. Said desperate? Yes, desperate standard finesse. Got three. So? I just healed up my broken ribs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um... I think we see like Meyer, like eyes determined, staring down uh, Lady as Lady like moves into position. And then we cut to a shot outside, and it's a nice garden outside this house, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the flowers are well maintained. There's a little bit of a hedge. And you can hear some, uh, just a couple of birds, because it's still the setting. They're not a whole bunch of wildlife, but there are a couple of birds in this area. And then the window shatters and Meyer flies through it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where that was going. Um, you are taking the level two harm rocked. <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, you roll to a stop. This is the backyard of this house. And there is like, there is a little, uh, like you roll to a stop on the bank of a night, of a, of a, of a cute, like uh, a warm little creek that is, is running through 
the backyards of this neighborhood. Um, there are, I mean, they're not white picket fences, but that's sort of the vibe around the yard. Um, a well-maintained lawn that some of the grass has been, you know, sort of torn up by someone rolling through it for some reason. <laughs> um, and um, I am going to go ahead and reveal to you if I can fucking make it surface. God damn, I'm dealing with too many character sheets. Uh, ladies character sheet because one of her features is spring leap pistons because she just like she leaps through the window and like rolls in the air and just lands in perfect form in front of you like it is like you hadn't moved at all because the dis the spacing is like exactly the same <coughs> and uh, for the first time lady speaks and she says you take punches better than I expected <coughs> <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> right, just business. Oh boy. All right. Uh, Scully. Yeah. Uh, Meyer's gone. <laughs> you heard glass break, and then Meyer was gone. And you glance back, and then you saw this like this rock person crouch down, and then leap like Superman through the fucking window. <laughs> uh, you okay, Arthur Meyer? Ah! Uh. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> I'll be out there as soon as I can. Great. <laughs> Just have some business to take care of first. Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a thump as uh here let me I really need a better way to deal with these character scenes. Uh you know what? Actually I can get rid of Elias. Elias is not even is not even here anymore. And I can get rid of Felix. Felix is not here. Uh suddenly this is now very doable. Okay. Um You see uh, Chael drops the two pistols that she'd fired and then pulls out another pistol and the handle of a knife and she presses a button and a blade springs forth from it. And she said, you know, I don't think I've ever seen you losing a fight before, Scully. This is kind of fun. Well, I don't get used to it. You know, even if you beat me, which, I mean, you're not, but just entertaining the thought. If you think you can stab Lady over there. <laughs> and she actually does, she does laugh. She's like, that's a good one. Well... I take care of my problems as they come along. And you're at the top of my priority list right now. I'm flattered. Shall we? Let's. 
and um, I ready my sword again and come at her in a thrusting motion. Okay. Uh, risky limited because of your two injuries, unfortunately. Okay. Four and a two. Okay. Um, I think you catch her, like, you, you, um, The 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 cat the thrust is going pretty much dead center, and she like she is about to dodge, and she realizes her her like her, she's near a wall, and she'd have to dodge into a wall, so obviously she can't do that, and she lets go of the switchblade and grabs the blade of the sword with her hand and forces it to the side, uh, which, as you would imagine, fucking hurts her hand. Um, she manages to keep it, so you you cut up her left hand pretty good you get a slash down the side of her face as she's redirecting the stab into the wall and then she shoves the barrel of the pistol that she still has up against your your gut and she fires take armor uh, okay uh <laughs> I think there's like a she fires and she's like and, and there's like a Kong and she's like Kong? <laughs> and then armor armor plate falls down and she laughs. <laughs> okay, so I didn't take any damage there. No, you did not because of your armor. Okay. Uh and uh Chael wipes a bloody hand over her face. And like draws her her like a, another pair of knives, um, which is for her her um, her last set of weapons. She has now declared all of her. And actually, she probably came in here heavy, didn't she? <laughs> she probably came in here heavy. She's um, always in, she's always heavy. <laughs> she's she's usually heavy. Um, yeah. And so yeah, she's. Uh, She's she's still armed. Um, and I think at this point. Uh, yeah, Meyer, what's what's the plan? OK. Remember how I used a demon bane charm in order to create like effectively a anti a golem force field. Mm -hmm. I would like to use the charm in order to like restrict ladies' movements. Okay. Like attune the, like attune the charm to, because I fought these things before, or not necessarily fought these things before, but well, I mean, I have fought one. Yeah, you you fought a less advanced one, but you yes, fought them. Yeah. Yes, and also I. With the help of Doug in the theater, I did create a successfully create a um, barrier at one point. Mm -hmm. So I have some amount of knowledge, and I'm figured I basically in creating a 
a ghostly net in order to, like, get Lady to stop moving. Because Lady moving is a big problem for me. Sure. Uh, okay, we'll declare Demon Bane here. Um, I think that's Desperate Standard. Okay, great. Uh, what am I Do rolling? you want to... Uh, you're rolling a tune. Um... Yeah, okay. If you have anything else you want to do, let me know. But um, Would I still take the negative die for being rocked in this situation? <clears throat> yeah, I guess you'd have to. I mean, it's it's if if we had a little more distance from it, maybe you'd 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 be okay for like for some actions and stuff, but like this just happened. You're still lying on the ground. Then I'm going to push myself. Okay. So that will bring a tune to my normal two dice. Yes. Desperate standard. Yes, ma'am. Three and a two. Oh, dear. Okay. Things are going great. (laughs) Uh, I think you pull out the Demon Bane charm and you start to, like, like, go through. What does activating it look like? Chanting a language that hasn't been heard in a very long time. And I think, like, your hands are shaking as you're chanting, and Lady is staring down at you. And, like, the your your grip strength is bad, right? Mm-hmm. You're, just in, you're just in bad shape. And it just slips out of your hand and lands in the creek. And gets carried away by the creek. And then Lady reaches down and grabs you by the neck. And squeezes. And there's a pop and a lot of pain, and then she just drops you. Uh, I'm just giving you the level three harm down. Oh. Little help. (laughs) I still have to take care of uh, Chell first, don't I? Or maybe, it is. It is. What what you do is your call. Or maybe it's time for me to leap out the window, grab Meyer, and get the hell out of there. I mean, do you know this? I probably don't. I probably can't even hear you because your throat's fucked. I think um, you see Lady step back inside. And I think you can put two and two together. You you also see that there's blood on Lady's hands. And I guess Lady's moving towards me now, huh? Uh, slowly and carefully, but yeah. Uh, I think, like, this roll doesn't make a difference, but, like, next roll, you will now also be dealing with Lady. Yeah. Okay. Time to get out of here, then. 
What does that look like? It looks like me bursting through the window, picking up Meyer, and running out. Like running back to base. This is not a roll. Because you start to go, and Chael goes forward, and Lady throws out a hand and puts it on Chael's chest. And says, our orders were send a message. It is sent. And Chael is, like, trying to fight, but it's like... It's 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 kind of like if if it weren't for the situation, it would be funny to watch because Chael is a pretty tough lady, but Chael is like fighting and like lady has one hand on her chest and it's like she can't even tell that Chael is fighting. Damn. She's trying to overpower a six foot eight statue, basically, and it's just not fucking working. Um, Chael in this particular situation is like a small child trying to like desperately rest wreck their like ha- their parents hand away. Right. It's 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 the cartoon like hand on the forehead, right? As they're um, running in place. Mhm. Yeah. Um the only the uh, it is actually I guess a bit of a role because I want us like you're not going to get any trouble from either of these two, but that doesn't mean that you carrying this battered mess, while you yourself are not in the best shape, uh, through the streets. I I don't know how that goes, so give me. I guess that's probably a prowl. If you can make an argument for something else, I'll hear it. Prowl sounds about right because we're trying to be undetected. Mm-hmm. So just give me uh give me a. Uh, Risky standard prowl. Oh, dear. That, that's a one. Yeah, that's a one. Oh, no. <laughs> I get dropped into the creek and start floating away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give for ideas. <laughs> I think... Um, Gosh, gosh, gosh. Devil's you, bargain? Um, well, I mean, the, the effects I'm going to do to you are like a devil's bargain, because I'm not going to kill you. Oh, of course. Um, I do think, Scully, your winged goes up to a level two of shot, just because you're straining yourself through this. Um... And you make it back. And I think the thing you realize, Meyer, and this is sort of like, this is, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where things are so bad that suddenly you start thinking of like things that are relatively petty. Sure. But you have a moment of like, oh, I forgot to get Doug and Karos. so but with those two consequences you are back shit guess we're gonna have to go back for your friends at some point Meyer says nothing because they are knocked out from a broken neck 
Yeah, we're gonna we're, we can we can zoom out time wise here. What like? What do you want to do here? Uh, well, first I think we need to call Sawtooth or whoever's available to come and give uh, Meyer critical treatment. Uh, yeah, I think Sawtooth comes down. I can, I can play this scene. Meyer, do you want to be like? Oh, I'll, actually, let me give you options here. Um, Meyer can be sort of barely conscious in part of this scene. Um, this can be a scene with me as as Sawtooth and uh, Jenna's Scully, or you can be Sawtooth if you want to be here. I will be barely conscious during this scene. Okay. Um, so I think Sawtooth comes in, and uh, Sawtooth, uh, toothpick in the mouth, former smoker, quit smoking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Sawtooth comes in and Sawtooth has seen you two through a lot of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, has a soft spot. I think, um, I think Sawtooth's association with you, Scully, is through like, you know, your mom owns the, the inn, right? The inn and tavern. Um, and he spent a lot of time like patching up like drunks and stuff and, and taking care of, and is, is close with your mom. Um, and so he's Mm -hmm. known you for a long time, Meyer for less time, but still enough. Um, and he comes in and he takes the toothpick out of his mouth and he sort of gets close and he's not, he's not touching Meyer at all as he's looking, which is not a great sign as far as doctors checking you out. Right. If they're not even willing to touch you. Yeah. Um, and he, he says, Scully, I, it's a broken neck. I don't know how much I can do. What can... Is there a way out of this for her? Like, if we give her enough time, can she... Can she heal? I mean, people recover from broken necks. Sometimes. I can... I can go back to my... I can. I didn't bring the materials for this, but I can go back to my clinic. I can get a neck brace. I can put some bandaging on but she just has to be lucky this is pretty severe I see Doc (laughs) there's a wind chime in my office put it up okay uh, Sawtooth has has gotten weird requests from uh, patients in a bad state and just doesn't he doesn't ask questions at this point. Um, and he he hangs up the wind chime. And he says, "For your stuff, Scully, uh, you drop by the clinic. I can I can work on you later. Um, obviously, right now Meyer needs to be priority, so I'll go get those those supplies." Where's your demon friend? That's a really good question, you know. We should probably find her and let her know what's happening. 
She's a demon. She can figure out her own shit. I just think she should be here to help you. Though I guess, you know, <laughs> that's not really what demons do, is it? Yeah, sadly, they kind of operate on their own whims. <laughs> She's te <sighs> technically a muse. Mm, it's a type of demon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let, and you can tell Sawtooth is not happy about this, but he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a little, like, paper bag. And he says, no more than one a day. Never more than three days in a row. But if the pain is too bad, you can give her one of these. Understood. And, you know, <laughs> I know there, we have a, a general disclaimer, but more than, more than usual, I did not give you these, right? Of course. Found them on my own. Okay. All right, I'll go get the the neck brace and stuff. Thank you. Sitara, where the hell are you? I don't think there's any answer. <sighs> No, she doesn't operate like that. Ow. I would so. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I would ask you how I could call her, but it seems like it's not the best idea to have you talk right now. So we'll figure shit out. Uh, I think um, Meyer you're like you're sort of you're having periods where you're conscious and periods where you're not right you're you're sleeping a lot you're going in and out mm -hmm. um and one of these times you've just taken some some painkillers right right and in a little bit in you know like maybe 30 minutes they're going to put you to sleep but right now it's just like things are a little bit fuzzy but you're okay you're like you can't move around of course but you can think and talk almost as normal right right um and that's when you hear the wind chime, which has been brought into the room, and you hear it get set on the desk. And uh, then stepping into view, like, because you're still lying down, of course, over you is Elias, the, the one with the book from before. And they set a book down. And they say, I assume you're not in much of a condition to read right now, but I recommend this. Send a message, huh? I don't want you to think that I enjoy this. I know Chael does. <laughs> you probably knew that. And I think spoiled rich kid Felix enjoys it to a degree, just flaunting power. But 
I just want to make things work. What's in it for you? I think Elias sort of shifts a little bit. Says, you know, I think I understand your curiosity. I feel much the same way. And in a way, we're kindred spirits. So I guess I will level with you. You're looking into the advisors. You're now speaking to one of the advisors. What's in it for me is the city. Technically, I am Elias the First, and you are speaking to, well, you're speaking to me, Elias the First, but you're speaking to the body of Elias the Fifth. Easier to possess descendants, of course. Right. You could do a lot of good for this city. I think an inquisitive mind like yours, we could be out investigating the the void sea or trying to do something about the sky, right? Why bother trying to undermine your betters? And to be clear, I don't think there's anything... I'm, I'm not like Felix. I don't think there's anything better about me from my birth. I think there's something better about me after having lived a couple hundred years longer than you and learned a lot. Maybe you'll get here at some point, too. I wouldn't want you to think I'm elitist, just legitimately better than you. How long has this been going on? I assume you mean the advisors. Uh, 300 years? give or take. I stopped counting at some point, but that's it's in that ballpark. We tried letting, well, I can't say you people at this point because it's several generations earlier than you, but we tried letting future generations take the reins and I mean, <laughs> the cataclysm happened, right? I think you can understand why we felt we had to take control back. We couldn't trust them. Nearly ended the world. Some might say they did. Hmm. I know you're the sort of person to really scoff at the idea that old ways are best, right? You're not, you're not here for that kind of thinking. But looking at it from a historical perspective, the world we had then versus the one you have now seems like a pretty easy choice to me. Meyer really doesn't say anything. Hmm. 
Discretion, the better part of valor, I suppose. Well, Meyer, I tell you what, one last peace offering for you here. You pull through this. You decide that you've been making a mistake and you're willing to, to work with us. Maybe we could find a, a seat for you in the house. You have the mind for it. All things, kinds of things you could learn with that kind of position. Think about it. Oh, and your uh, vampire friend. We've got him in a jar. He'll be fine when we decide to let him out. Get well soon. And they leave. Okay. Meyer just, like, the, the word that floats into her consciousness before she slips out of consciousness is prick. <laughs> for some reason creating condescending villains comes really naturally to me I don't know <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, we can mess with time scale here is there, any, is there any other stuff you want here um I think this is going to be a Meyer recovery time, and I think next session I'm going to have to take control of Bale, because I imagine uh, this is going to be a, like, Meyer is out-out for a while. You could also get some other help, if you want. Yeah. We could come up with more characters. Um... I think I, I think I like the idea of um, Meyer being out and me taking on a new character for the next session. Okay, because I All think right. well, we can... respecting the fiction. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have now been uh, properly introduced. Actually, I'll go ahead and show to show to players. There's the character sheets aren't totally done, but I'll show you the other members of the Chartered as well which is the uh, four-person crew that the Foundation are using to clean up the mess you have created. They're, they're trying to put things back on the rails. And uh, nice to meet them. Yep, the four devas of Duskfall. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that's it for us here. Um... Yeah, I don't, you know, patron show, thank you so much for your support. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And um, until next time, folks. Spooky. Scary. scary skeletons. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> See ya. Later. <laughs>